Hello, welcome to Room B. I am your host, Room B. Thanks so much for coming to hang out with me. So I've just gotten out of about two days of self-isolation because my husband got a sore throat and we freaked out thinking that this could be something serious, namely COVID. And so we went and got him tested, but took a while to get the results so we had to isolate while waiting for that result so we basically had to put our lives on hold which sucked but finally got the result and he is negative so everything is good you would have thought that when I had two days to do nothing I would record the podcast earlier but for some reason I don't know how this has become a habit of mine but I always record on Wednesdays now (laughs) I record and upload on Wednesdays, which is so chaotic. I don't know why I keep doing that. And now that I'm doing YouTube as well, it's like, oh my gosh. I just have this echo of my psychiatrist telling me that I was an overachiever. (laughs) The day he told me that, I was so offended. I was like, why are you telling me that I am an overachiever? What do you mean? What's wrong with that? Like, why Why do you say it like it's a bad thing? And then he went on to explain why. And I I humbled myself. I understood. So it's nice to know that I, I understand now. I get it. And that's why I find myself freaking out on Wednesdays, trying to think of what to talk about on this podcast. Because half the time, I'm like, is anyone even listening? And I, am I just like speaking to myself, basically? And as much as that sometimes makes me feel bad, I'm actually for that. I'm actually happy to be able to make something and know that I can listen to it and basically speak to myself. I know that I'm an overachiever. I can't have an idle mind. It's weird because... I was always brought up to not be idle, to constantly do something, to constantly achieve. And up until the day that my psychiatrist told me that I'm an overachiever, I thought that it was a good thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a horrible thing. But if you're too much of something, you know, it can get a bit detrimental, which it does for me sometimes, but not always. But anyway... Up until then, I'd always thought that being an overachiever and doing your absolute best is the best thing to do. It's how you get through in life and do good things and make people around you happy and just be a great, upstanding member of society. However, now I'm learning that sometimes it's not always go, go, go. You don't have to always be at a thousand percent. There's a reason why the maximum is a hundred percent. Why going above that also why are you going at more than a hundred percent imagine you are a car and a car can only go up to a hundred miles per hour why then would you expect that car to go at 500 miles per hour when it physically cannot even get to about a hundred because that's like pushing the machine to its maximum of course it's going to break down of course it's going to blow up It's just that with us as humans, we can push ourselves further, but to some degree you end up pushing yourself way too far and then you also break down. And that can be physical, that can be mental, that can be emotional, whatever. So 
I'm now learning to try and harness that overachievement. So I'm trying to find ways to keep myself entertained because I've realized that whenever I'm idle, things actually take a worse turn. My thoughts and my feelings are not the best. And so giving myself something to do is what brings me joy. And because I am currently unemployed, I don't have like a goal of doing things. There's no reason for me to be doing something. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, you know, you go to work and you have to do that stuff because it's for work. But I don't have that right now. And I'm in a new place. I don't know how many times I've said that. Did you know? <laughs> um, I had to figure out a way to learn how to control that creativity, channel it into something. So I had to give myself a goal. And the podcast it's something I thought, hmm, I've wanted to do this for a while. Why not just do it? I couldn't tell you why I've wanted to have a podcast. I have no reason for you. I'm sorry. It's just something I just wanted to do. I was like, oh, podcasts, these seem nice. I want to do that. <laughs> and I spent years saying that and thinking about it and talking about it. And so when I found myself with all this idle time, I was like, okay. Let me do something. But then now <laughs> I'm finding myself trying to maintain a YouTube channel and to maintain a podcast. And both things, again, I'm doing them for myself, which is insane, which is so insane to me because I hadn't realized it, but I chose myself as the goal, as what to do it for. So like I said earlier, you know, you go to work because... You go to work and you do the work because it's for work. And for me, it feels like using this time to do this podcast and do the YouTube and be creative and have fun and learn new things outside of what I've been doing in the last few years. It's for me. It's to help me. And that just makes me feel great. <laughs> it just makes me feel great knowing that. In my journey to learn how to deal with this adult thing, I'm learning that I should definitely do things for myself. They're a lot more fun and they're a lot more pleasing when you accomplish them. I think that's absolutely beautiful. It's fantastic, love. So I've recently become brave enough to start driving myself around. I have been driving for years. But it's just that for some reason I got it into my head that because you're in Canada, it's going to be stranger and you're going to be confused, basically. It's basically like the thoughts that you have when you don't know how to drive and you try to think of what driving is like and it's like super dangerous in your head. And then you finally learn to drive and you're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. That's exactly what happened. One day my husband was just like, hey, want to drive us up to the lake, which is like a two hour drive. And I was like, oh, OK. And once I started driving, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't bad. What I really liked about it is taking that drive to the lake was so peaceful. It was so calming. It was so relaxing. But then I get to just look around at the nature around me. And I totally get, like, why the tagline for, like, tourism in Ontario is yours to discover because, mate, it is. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. 
even when you're driving around the city it's still beautiful like people make effort which is nice especially when you're someone who came from <laughs> Luton Tan in <laughs> in Bedfordshire <laughs> it's really nice to have something different like that which also makes me think about where I lived when I was in Zimbabwe so not only am I the girl from Luton Town or the girl from London, I'm also the girl from Redcliffe. And it's been a very interesting experience for me here in Canada. I feel like because of the nature and the terrain over here, it's very similar to Zimbabwe, which has put me in this mindset of being so reminiscent of my life in Zimbabwe. It's interesting because these are some memories that I hadn't thought about for years even when I was in England. So it's quite eye-opening. And at the same time, it's quite comforting because it's reminding me of that little girl I was back then. And it reminds me that I still have that little girl inside me. Like, she's still here. I love it because by remembering her, I feel like I'm keeping her alive in a way. And I'm glad that I remember her. I genuinely thought I didn't. For the longest, I thought I didn't remember my childhood. But here I am, remembering bits, and it's so beautiful. It's also been helping me try to figure out who I am. Because remembering who I was as a kid and noticing some of the same unique qualities that I had back then still being showcased in who I am now kind of makes me proud you know it makes me proud because it makes me realize that with all this crap that I've gone through in my life I have somewhat stuck to what my core beliefs were I don't care what anybody else wanted to put on me I don't care what other people expect me to believe or think of I just find so much joy in knowing that the spirit of who I was as a kid has stuck with me. I feel like I'm now starting to get to a point where this confusing part of my life, it's not fixed yet, but I'm starting to fix it. Like, I feel like I've found a starting point. That's why I can't wait to go to therapy, because at least now I know what to say. Because I've known I needed therapy for years. I've, I've been to therapy. I'm trying my best to still be open-minded in trying to explore what is wrong with me. Well, not wrong with me, but like what's troubling me, basically. Realizing that this place I'm in is triggering memories that I had completely forgotten about. It's really comforting and it, it's starting to help with the homesickness, too. I feel like maybe when I was in England, I actually never got homesick about Zimbabwe. And I actually do not remember having that feeling before. It's also giving me comfort because it reminds me that life is cyclical in a way, whether it's by choice or not. And I imagine by me talking about this right now and keeping a record of this, I know there are going to be numerous other occasions in the future where I will be homesick and I will refer to this point in time, to this memory. So it's been... um. It's been a very interesting summer for me. I'm enjoying it. It's been great. I went out for the first time last week. Oh my gosh. I hadn't been out, out in so long and it felt so good. And doing it in a new city too. Something we should have done a year ago. Like I should know the city 
like the back of my hand already. I just hope that I'm able to remain this productive and focused and able to channel my overachieving energies into good things such as trying to remain creative and do things that bring me joy and go out in nature and speak to people and just be you know just do things <laughs> okay I've put way too much importance on having a job and that's because of the society we live in I feel like I feel this great immense pressure that I should be working and all the time I feel like I'm hacking my way through life somehow. I didn't plan this, okay? <laughs> I know, like, everyone knows that. But part of me is like, I have this paranoia that makes me feel like because I'm not living my life according to how my peers, my family and everyone else around me has, I am odd and so I'm making everyone else unhappy. Don't know where that comes from. Again, that's something I need to put into my list of things to talk about in therapy. <laughs> So I've, I had this guilt of like, oh, I'm unemployed, so I don't deserve to do other things at all. So I should just be sat at home doing nothing or laying in bed doing nothing. And now I'm realizing that, oh, wait, no, this is actually an amazing opportunity. So many people would do whatever they can to get this opportunity to just have time to do what they want. So I'm like, OK, at least do something. But then Miss Overachiever is like, oh, you said do something? Say no more. <laughs> I just hope that I'm able to maintain that. I hope I have enough energy and I'm able to have moments of just self-care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay awesome, be kind and spread positivity.